Firstly, I think that the thing is massive well done on the half marathon. That's not no easy task. Um, and the, the fact that you're able to get it, basically, we'll say under two hours, <laughs> basically under two hours. Um, in, in general, did you, how did that feel? Did you get a high? You know what? I actually didn't. And I was I was speaking to um two of the lads who I was running with. What I what I was happy about was that um two of the lads who I was running with, um, one of them finished there at about 154. Um mm. and there was another lad who was is running a marathon um in April. So I was expecting to be like, you know, the the one at the back who finishes nowhere near, but I actually finished in between the two. Um, okay. So I was quite happy about that, but I was speaking to them after the race and sort of saying to them that, you know, when, when I go running, I never, ever really got a high. The only time, strangely, I got a high was when we went, when we went and done our 15k yeah. um, and I got back and I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was relieved that it was over because the last, there was four laps of the race course and the last lap was just mm-hmm. like mental like just complete mental torture. It was like, um. So it was more more of a relief to finish. Um. Mm. But yeah, I, did, I didn't necessarily get a high. But what I did do when I finished was I must have fell into about twenty people trying to fight me way through the crowd to get like back to where my friends were because people would just walk and stop and because my legs were like elastic bands finished. at that point, I was just bouncing off people. Yeah. yeah so I don't think people were appreciating that. It's interesting that you say that about the high after the run, that you didn't get it after that. It was more relief of finishing the half marathon. Well, what do you think was different? Why do you think you, at the end of our run, you felt that high? Honestly, Jill, I can't put my finger on it because if if I knew what it was, I'd, I'd do more of it because the way I felt after that run, it was like mm. I was just like walking around with a big grin on my face and I was saying I just feel really good. And, um, you know, I, as you know from our previous chats, we used to do... Um, well, I used to do hit training back in the day, but I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used it was the same again. I used to when I used to speak to people about it, I used to say, "How oh, do you feel really good after it?" And most of the time, I was just like, "Not really, no." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, are oh, you meant to feel like a real sense of achievement and feel really good after it? Which is probably similar to the running high. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's just something I never really experienced. I just sort of I enjoy being out, you know, and I enjoy. Um, I enjoy finishing my watch more than more not not necessarily finishing the race, but sort of finishing my watch to sort of see how far I've done and feeling mm-hmm. sort of that sense of achievement. But I wouldn't necessarily say I get I get a high often, no, unfortunately. But hopefully it starts coming. Well, I, I, well, I think personally, I think that the high it isn't doesn't happen always. You know, m- most of my runs, you know, I, they don't come with a you know big sense of like, oh my god, I've smashed that. Um, especially with the little runs, you know, when you're doing like all the zone twos and stuff, it's just you building up. But when you do them big runs, them new achievements like the half marathon, I think it should come, it should come with a high. It should feel amazing. In your your situation with that, do you think maybe, and this is just me putting it out there, do you think maybe it was because we were able to achieve it together? You were able to achieve something with, say, maybe another just lad, and actually someone, and actually maybe be around someone that is in that sort of, you know, same sort of goals, same sort of pushing on, you know, sort of um, wanting to grow. Would you say that? Yeah, maybe. I mean, when I when I was running the goalposts, I, I fully changed the goalposts from 
when I woke up to when I was in the race. I mean, my goal that I consistently said to my friends was um, just finish. Don't get anywhere past the two and a half hours. Just just get through there and every, everything will be fine. And then, because I've got another one on the 17th of March, as you know, um, and, and then just sort of use that as a base map because I weren't, I weren't even supposed to do that. I, I just got sort of invited by my friends and thought, you know what, yeah. I'll give it a go. But just don't, just just have a low bar, just get round it um, and finish in the two and a half hour. And then when I started, my first kilometre was actually my slowest. I think I ran at about uh, 6.30 pace. Yeah. And I, and I was just like, I feel like I've got so much more, so I'm just going to give it a bit yeah. more. And then from then on, I was like, I was about five and a half. But in my mind, I was like, from when the goalpost changed, I was like, right, I'm going to get as close to two hours as possible now instead and run at that. And I thought, if I run at 5.30, I'll catch the two-hour ma- two marker up. And then mm. when I got to about 11K, I was like, why am I not? Because there was a pacer with a two-hour flag on yeah. his back. So I was like, why am I not catching this guy up? And then it dawns on me that it's actually a 21-kilometer race and not a 20-kilometer race. So I was actually running a two-hour pace. So I was running at that pace, but I weren't catching him up. Yeah. Um, And I was trying me, me hardest to catch him. And I got, I've got within touching distance, but when I got to the 16 kilometer mark, which was about just starting the last lap, the mental like battle that I mm. had just caused my time to drop just to around six minutes, six minutes. So he just got further and further away. Um, so I think because my mind was so focused on getting through that last lap and fighting myself to just not stop. So I didn't stop at all on the run. I didn't, I, as 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 I was grabbing water, I was still running. I did did yeah. not stop, and yeah. I wanted to make sure that that was what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think by the time I finished, and I was like, "Thank God I got through that." I didn't have time to get on a high because I was just so like exhausted from that last yeah. mental lap. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Did Did you at least celebrate it? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. What What yeah. did you do? I had half a bag of tang plastics. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. That's the only way to celebrate. Uh, yeah, I had half I a bag of tang plastics. Um, I don't think I had a drink. Um, or maybe, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I got two two bottles of Peroni and nice. flashed them in the freezer. Lovely. Um, and yeah. I, I know for mine, I'm I'm doing it mine in Anglesey, aren't I? Um, mm. And I'm actually doing it with one, with one of my clients. And um, so we booked a hotel and look for the night of the race. And then we're just going to, after the race, just go have a nice meal, go enjoy ourselves um, and just see what Anglesey is all about. Cause I've never been and it's meant to be, meant to be decent. But lovely. We've stayed, we've, we've went to Anglesey before. Um, mm. It's really nice, really um, seaside-y. Um, well, I, ho- I hope the weather's good because well, start of March, it should be decent to be fair. The thing that, that worries me a little bit about Anglesey is just the wind. Yeah, and hills as well. And it? hills, yeah. Winds yeah. and hills, yeah. Yeah. If, if there's uphill, there's downhill. So Exactly. What goes up, what um, comes down. That's my yeah. motto. It, it was like, when I when I done uh, practice half, running to town and back, It's the, it was the same. You know, for some of the parts on the way there, it was up. And then for some of the way parts on the way back, it was up. You know, running up that hill by um, where Staples used to be, where like the furniture shop is now. Oh, that was absolutely disgusting on the way back. But um, that kind of gave me a sense, okay, actually up and down is not so bad because you kind of then 
that was then the downhill was then my little faster kilometer and up it was just slower but it all balances out in the end anyway yeah um, and and for all us and for it being a zone two and for all the stops I had in the race as well um I was actually buzzing to get like I think I got like 213 I was thinking that's sad if that's zone two if that is me you know basically chilling the whole run um and I finished the run and I didn't have to like put my hands on my head and be like <laughs> you know what I mean I I was able to just I just walked it off my legs were tired but I was just able to walk it off and I know with the half marathon I'm, it's going to be just on it um, and my legs going to be in bits but yeah I think one thing that running's taught me is that when I'm out driving I notice places now where I think god I wouldn't like to run off that yeah 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 that, that's what happens now yeah 100% <laughs> um but lad, there's one thing. So you got you got into running. Why would you say you got into it? Um, the things that I tend to do year in year out is I try and take up something new each year, um, and sort of mix it up a bit. Um, I mean, I've always ran, not, um, competitively. Let's say. Mm. Um, I've always been quite good cardio. I mean, I've played football all my life. Sometimes I play football three times a week. So when I actually got into running, because um, as you know, I didn't, I haven't done any cardio work really for the last year. Um, so other than playing football, um, so yeah, as I got into running, it was pretty, um, it was pretty easy for me. Um, well, I wouldn't say easy, but. I could. I, I think my first five k was in about just over half an hour, and then the second one was yeah. starting to get below half hour. So I weren't too far off in terms of my pace, in terms of what I know, how it feels. You know all the difficulties that you try and face whilst you're on a run, um, and I sort of know where you have like this. Um, I've done some research, but I can't remember what it's called. You might know, but where you get to on your run, where your mental signals stop telling you to stop uh, and you can just seem to seem seemingly go into autopilot. Um mine's at around two and a half to three and a half kilometers. So I once I break through that barrier, I know that I'm I've got the ability to just keep going then until say for instance some, something pulls or anything yeah. starts to feel a bit sore, I can stop. Um so it sort of has like the basics really um already. Um so and I thought uh, I need to get steps. Um, and what 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 I what I suffer with really is when I'm dieting, I bloat a lot, mm-hmm. and at the moment now I'm starting to sort of recognise um where the bloating's coming from, what type of foods they are. Mm-hmm. So um, carby bits really um put a lot of weight on me overnight. A lot of water, um spe- specific carby bits. So anything like bread or a lot of pasta. Um, if I step on the scales the next day, I'll see quite an increase, even though I know mm. myself um, that it's not body fat, it's just the water weight off the food that I've consumed. Um, so running really helps me um, shift that. Yeah. Um, sometimes when I've hopped on the scales, I've gone for a run. Um, I think a couple of weeks ago, um, I hopped on the scales and I was 108.5. And then I went for a, an 8K run and I was 105.8. So, yeah. so the, the scales flip the digits and that just shows, you know, how much of an impact um, running has to help with stuff like that. Um, and I, 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 
I, th- I think I think m- mentally, hundred percent. I think that is when, after you finish the run, you jump on the scales, you're just dehydrated. All that water's gone out your system, so it it'll look like that. I think in regards to when it comes to weighing on the scales and seeing that number go up and down, whether you're bloated and whether you um whether certain foods like affect you more than others. You know, I've got um current lads in the program who've think got things like IBS, so um you know all the and that means obviously like foods so they have to be careful with eating certain foods certain protein products they have to be careful with but the thing that i always say and i think this is something that could probably help you in the future as well is always just look at your weight as a bit as a boundary so what do i mean by boundary so for example right now i'm sitting at around about 193 in, in pounds yeah. if i if i weigh in of a morning I can weigh up to like 197 so the highest point of my weight boundary is 197 the lowest say point of my weight boundary is 193 what if you're then trying to shift weight for example I'm not at the moment but for example if I was to want to shift weight I'd want to see that boundary go down to instead of 193 197 it'd be 192 196 and the, the issue is just that people don't see it as that and people see it as that there's one plain number. But if you can keep within that boundary and then you're like, okay, actually my new high is now 196. Well, that's a, then for example, a pound off your highest, which is then, a, you know, a feeling that, okay, I'm actually making good progress with this. And this is why I always say to people, it is key to be weighing in every single day because you could weigh in, for example, on a once a week on a Saturday morning and maybe the fat one Friday night, you had maybe more carbs than before. Um, and you can then jump on the scales and it'll be heavier. And then you're just mentally, you're just like, I'm just going to pack it all in. There's no point for all that, yeah. all that work and for nothing. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah, no, you go. Um, no, I was just going to say the thing that um, it took a lot of time for me to sort of get my head around in terms of losing weight and stuff like that is just, is not to, um, not to focus on it so much, you know, focus on the other surroundings. Don't get like, don't get, um, put off or demotivated by the number going up. I think you need to sort of focus on how you're feeling physically, you know, like, like for instance, um, the number's gone up on the scales, but I know that I'm running a lot further, a lot faster than, I used to be able to. I think there's a lot more indicators that you need to focus on rather than just what the number says in the morning on the scales. And that, like I said, that's took a lot, a long time for me to learn because I used to be that that person who would see that and think, oh, screw everything. Mm. It's not working. I'm just mm. going to go back to my old lifestyle. And I think that does take a lot of, a lot of time. Um, obviously, we've had a lot of chats about the all or nothing mindset and that's like still... Um, I'm still sort of learning about that. You know, I'm, I'm, I, like I said to you at the start of the podcast, I've had a bit of a down week. I've, um, not been on top of my calorie tracking, but I've been eating good. Um, mm. I imagine I was eating at my main. If I'm using me logic from calorie tracking for the last year, I will be eating around my maintenance weight, which is fine. Yeah, you know, I'm still getting my steps, um, which is fine. And like, like you know, I'm running at about fifty percent this week, and as long as it's for this week and it doesn't cycle on, I feel okay with that. That, that but that that's good. That's a positive thing. That's a positive step in the right direction. See, the, the thing is, is that there will be weeks like that, especially after you do normally something like a big event, like a half marathon. You're mentally going to be tired. You're physically going to be tired. You can't expect for the Adam that was 
you know, feel so energetic the week before to do the exact same as that ad not this week. There's not to say that you can't still be disciplined in some areas like getting steps in or like, you know, just making sure you're eating well. You know, for example, after my half marathon for that week, I don't can't remember if I even tracked calories. I just kept eating the same things I at the week before, um, because just mentally I was tired. I ended up doing um two gym sessions instead of three, two runs instead of three, um, and it's it, I I'm in that situation now where I was like I wasn't bothered one bit because I knew I had to do that because I just felt tired and I knew what my body I've dealt with this over so many years that I know exactly how to deal with these situations and I think when you're new into this. And, you know, you've had a week where you'd be like, oh, I'm on it. I'm absolutely smashing it. And then you go to a week where you're not feeling so good and things aren't going so well and things have to change. That I would say the average person would go into self-sabotage mode and be like, oh, I've not been able to do this. I've not been able to do that. What's the point? Whereas if you look at it, and this is where we take it back to, you should always play the long game. You know, as I would say, when I first started losing weight, for me, it was like, okay, I'm never going to be here ever again. And in my mind, didn't matter whether it took a year, 10 years, 20 years, I was going to make that change no matter what. And I think when a lot of lads then changed that mindset, so there's a lad in the group at the moment, and he's he mentioned to me around about Christmas time, he was like, you've changed me completely. He was like, when I used to think about, you know, going out for meals and going out for that, I just feel like I just give in completely. And, you know, he said he's going out for meals and he's actually picking restaurants that are, you're going to be easier for him to pick better options. Not like he's calorie tracking, but like, for example, he went to this place in Liverpool, you know, if you know, smoke and dough. So for example, he was like, I'm just going there because it's just meat. And I can just eat, eat all the meat and not really have any sort of sides and just enjoy it. And little things like that, then where you start to really fall out with that all or nothing mindset and realize, okay, if I play the long game, if I play the long term, if I look at it in a long term frame of mind, I'm always going to get there. In- yeah, I think before before you just move on, Jal, I think I think it's important that if anyone struggles with that, they should listen to the All or Nothing Mindset podcast because that that is a good that is good insight into it. And mm-hmm. I'm I definitely wasn't um familiar with it until we chatted a while a long long while ago. Um, mm-hmm. so I would definitely definitely recommend someone to listen to that, even if the lashing ear, AirPods on whilst they're going to bed. I think it's such, it's really insightful and I think it would really help a lot of people. It definitely helps me and obviously it's a tough, it's a tough thing to, um, to take on. And the thing that I've found with that is sometimes, say for instance, we're now on recording on a Saturday morning. I haven't mm. done much in terms of this week and last week it could have been top heavy in terms of my runs, my workouts, my, my, my week could have been over by Wednesday. So if I say, for instance, if I've done nothing from Wednesday till Saturday, it feels like such a long, long way away, but it's also important not to feel like you've sabotaged your weeks because they're so far away and you, you just had that few days off. That's absolutely fine. Like you say, I would definitely, 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 definitely recommend um, scrolling down and finding that podcast. It's really insightful. 100% you know and as I would say it's a thing that you know I think for me I think you didn't realize at the time so when we first met in, in um, well we met on Instagram and we met and went to meet in the gym and things I don't think you realize how many how many lads struggle with that I think a lot of lads who would probably listen to this probably think that they're alone and oh why am I like this why am I but I, you know pretty much every lad that I talk to it's a very similar situation 
we all love black and white. We all want all or nothing. We all just want to get things done quickly. Um, and don't be wrong that you can make incredible results really, really quick, but it's also understanding that how to be able to sort of, you know, deal with the situations when things aren't going so well, you know, um, you listen to the Charlie podcast and that question of, you know, what will success look like for you this week is an absolute game changer in regards to um, the all or nothing mindset and things, but now hundred percent go and have a listen to that podcast. Um, so lads, so you've, you know, you wanted to, you've wanted to lose weight. You're still in that process of getting into shape. How much weight do you think you've got to lose? Oh, you got a target, a goal in mind. No. Um, well, yes. Um, not an end goal target per se, more mm. so um, medium term targets. Um, so this year, I've obviously, as you know, personally, I've got a, a big year also, and I've set a lot of goals this year, um, obviously to incorporate some weight loss, um, not necessarily to sort of be desperate to be at that weight but just sort of just to chip away at it gradually like you say it's definitely it's a long game I'm not expecting results overnight um the goal that I'm well like I said I'm at weighing in and around 105 now mm-hmm. um me at the start of the year I'd set a goal to be below 100 for the half next month but the difficulty that I found this year which obviously it was impossible to predict was that my weight has fluctuated a lot some weeks I could lose a lot some weeks I could lose a lot sorry so um some weeks I could go back up it's been sort of hard to measure um and it's just sort of getting to understand the impact on what I'm eating maybe might have an impact on the fluctuation of weight Mm. um so the goals are changing ever so slightly but the main goal that's always been at the front of my mind is to get into the hundred below hundreds so one hundreds for now, um, and then once I'm at that, to get to ninety five, I just sort of keep chipping away at it at that, and just um, trying to dial in a couple of months worth of work to get through them stages. Yeah. Um, but it was some hundred kilos is one hell of a goal, and I think the thing is, is I think the issue that you've got right now, and this is an issue I, I see a lot when you're when you've got a goal as a running goal, say, for example, a half marathon, you've got to make sure you're fueling right. 100%. So, it, so it's difficult for you to really get into that sort of mindset of I need to hit these, I need to be in a calorie deficit during that time. The main time I ever see people lose weight whilst running is when, number one, either their main goal isn't that run or like a performance run. And that's just like on the side for like building fitness. So that's like basically like majority of my lads will be. Um, or when you've, um, so sorry, when you've got that um performance goal, then as a as say running wise, you've I completely lost my train of thought. Then what was I saying? No, you make an absolutely good point because the 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 reflection that I was having this week was that my goals have been to get quicker on runs and do the half marathon. So my my, mm. my focus has completely been away from the weight loss. I've just sort of been letting that tick away in the background. Yeah. So actually, actually, so I, that, that, that's where I, I was going. So when I was in my deeper stage of my cut last year, where I was on the, my lowest calories ever, my runs suffered a lot. Um, 
energy was low when I was going out on runs, even though I was doing like 5k, my time was getting slower during that period. And that was just because I, I didn't have the fuel. I was running on nothing. But during that time, that didn't mean I still, that still meant I still done my runs, obviously, but it just was understanding that. And it was me, it was difficult at first. It was me to understand that, okay, my runs aren't going to get better. My run, you know, in my mind, I was like, as long as I can just give it my best on every run, just try and keep that maintenance level up of my fitness whilst I'm going through this is all I can really ask for right now. Um, and it helped because obviously I always say never associate exercise with fat loss, but that helped me because that was extra cardio getting done. That was extra things getting boxed off. I think, you know, for, for you, for such a big, you know, this year you want to achieve a lot, you know, you want to get under hundred kilos. You want to feel in the best shape. You've I said, you've got a lot of things coming up as well that you that you're excited for. I do think that in your situation, I think you just need, some people just need a case of agency, a sense of agency. And I think, yeah. you know, something, for example, like what I'm doing this year with some of my lads is doing the, we're going to do another photo shoot like we did last year. So Charlie and Shane were on it. And Shane mentioned to me, uh, you know, Shane, um, I, I'm sure of, yeah. And he, he said, he said when he was dieting with the photo shoot in mind, he said he just felt so dialed in because you've got that black and white goal of I need to kind of be this weight for this thing. If not, you know, I've let myself down. I've, you know, I paid for a photo shoot. I'm letting that down. You know, I'm letting myself down. And all of a sudden, all these things are building up. And I think that something like that, a goal for when you just want to make sure you just get the fat loss off. And I think that's actually, a lot of people say it's quite a negative thing, but I think it's a really good thing because if you're, if you have someone in place to teach you how to then, deal on the deal with it on the way out because once you've done that realistically you finished fat loss so the best thing to then do is then actually have someone by your side and be like listen okay so this is how we're going to rebuild up calories this is going to rebuild up your shape and this is how we're going to get you feeling like back on back on form and just feeling really good and then we can look at other goals and stuff but it kind of that one sort of event just boxes it off if you know what i mean and then that the that is kind of like the, then the celebration so, and even though it kind of, you know, boxed it off, both um, the lads who done it last time, Shane and Charlie, want to do it again because they really just enjoyed the whole experience. They're not doing it to, um, they're not doing it to, I wouldn't say to get like in their mind to get ripped to think, yo, they're more doing it just because they want to see how far they can push themselves in that regards. Because at that stage as well, you do feel like you're going through the fucking trenches Um I think it's really important because if you if you're not willing to enjoy the journey, then you're not going to keep it up. And I think yeah. that's that's so that's such an important such an important mindset to have in in taking up something like this. You really really need to enjoy, like you say, being in the trenches and getting through the trenches, um, to to keep it up. Because what like you say that if once once things get difficult, like you say, people can just self sabotage so easily. And if you're not in the right mindset, then honestly, it's 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 so so important, so essential. It's like you know after the, um, like after even my photo shoot, it was key then to in my mind it was like okay well and obviously I, I'm lucky well I'm saying lucky I'm grateful to have my coach in place because that then taught. I've, I'd never finished what I'd call fat loss. You know, for me, it was like just that on, ongoing journey where I was like, okay, you know, I'm in shape. I'm still getting here. I'm still making progress. And when I got to the end of that photo shoot, it was good, just so good being able to have them there because we were able to, okay, what's next? What's next? 
you know, he's, he was like, he was like, have a break for a couple of weeks. We'll have, have a proper chat about what's next for you. And it just felt good being able to then, you know, see the net what, what else I could be capable of. And I think that that's what a lot of lads lack are just being able to even be guided in that sense. You know, how many times I ask guys on calls, oh, you know, what do you want to achieve? You know, what do you want in life? What do you want to go after? And they would go, I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, because I, I think it's so I, important to set goals. So important to set goals. Yeah. As as I just just for anyone listening, you know, I'm I'm no expert in this. I am I am like learning on the job. Yeah. Um, as 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 you say, um, and last year, uh, I dropped about fifteen kilos, and then didn't have any goals, and only put on a couple back. But it sort of stinted my progress in the fact mm. that I didn't have any goals set which is why this year I thought it was important to have goals set multiple spread out equally along the way. And it's such 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 an important point that's helped me. And I hope that if anyone listens, it helps it helps others on their journeys because I think that is so important to work towards. Like the photo photo shoot thing, what you mentioned there. I think um and as just to make sure that you're setting goals that you deeply think are realistic and not not um so far away that it's mm. achievable in the short term as well as the medium to long term but i think that is just so important yeah. I, I think it's it's also finding it, it's the it's a fine balance but it's fine when that's exciting you know um said something like a photo shoot is is exciting you know it, it's it's crazy as well because I, I i'm bringing this up where for example like shane and charlie when i first asked them to do last year's one they were like oh i'm unsure i don't know what this is going to be like and then now this time around, they're asking me that they want to do that they want to do it, um, because of how how much of a good experience it is. And then I think this time around, we're hopefully going to be taking around about five or six lads with us instead of where it was just me, Charlie, and uh, me, Charlie, and Shane last time. Um, look at the difference you, in confidence there. You, m- look massively, at, look at the impact that that's done for that. You know, speaks volumes. And and I think that that was like they were on such a high foot high from it as well for a good few weeks afterwards. Uh, probably still on a high now, probably Charlie especially, but <laughs> just just to be able to say they've done that and they've went out there and they've, you know, you've been able to, it, it is very similar to like how you would have done with a half marathon or someone would do with a full marathon or someone, you know, all these goals are important, you know, and I think a lot of lads lack it for me. My worst stage of my life where it was 2000 and 2022, where there's a lot going on in my life in regards to splitting up with my ex as well as um, my nan passing. And also, to be honest, the start of that year started with my granddad passing, so it was difficult for me. But that year, I didn't have any... I didn't do anything in regards to my own personal goal. And I think that was the reason why I struggled so much that year. Because previously, the year before... or Sorry, the year before COVID, just when COVID hit, I'd just done my boxing fight. That was That was something... That was my goal. I was like, okay, I'm gonna get in. I'm gonna just go at this. I'm gonna do a boxing fight. I'm gonna win. Boom, and I did. Then before before that, it was then tough mudder. Okay, let's do that. Then before that, it was like things like you know, I, I want to do like um, I had like even like bench press goals and all things like that. And that year where I struggled the most, I didn't feel like I was moving towards anything. And to be honest, I think my only goals were, and I think I got ingrained this from my business mentor at the time. He's like, just focus on business, just focus on business. And I was like, but I'm getting no sort of in enjoyment or looking forward to anything. And I'm, fi- I'm finding it really, really difficult to kind of get me in a place where 
I feel motivated just to go at it. And like now it's like my business is thriving, but why do I think that is over the last couple of years is because I've re-engaged on like my goals on making sure I'm looking after me to the highest level. I'm going, okay, I want to do a run. I'm going to do this. You know, this year in my mind, I want to do the, the half marathon. Then I'm doing the, I'm doing, going to do the photo shoot with the lads as well. And then I've got, I'm going to do a marathon abroad end of the year. And it's just amazing knowing that I've got that in place. I'm like, yes, I'm getting ready for this. I've always looking forward to something. Even last year, you could say it was the photo shooting things, but at the same time, it was like traveling abroad, living abroad. It was like, I've got them goals to look forward to. And I think lads just lack that. And we just go year on year, repeating the same year because we're not yeah. doing anything different. And I think once you start unlocking that and start being like, I think for you, like this half marathon will, even if it doesn't feel like it right now, I think it'll unlock unlock a lot for you because you're like, you probably never thought you were capable. And that, you know, you didn't think you were capable of doing the 15K when we went out for our run and we were able to box it off easily. And I think it's just starting to link in your mind. And I think it's just slowly building, building, building. And I think one day it'll just click and it'll just feel so much easier and better just to box everything off. Yeah, I think just just for if anyone's obviously in my boat, I think just for the examples of the goals that I've set for this year, obviously it was the half marathon next month as the first marker. So it was sort of three months from where I was, where I was. Um, and then I'm going abroad um, at the end of May. Um, and then I've got my 30th in August. And then I've got a wedding in, my wedding in December. So it's just sort of setting these pillars for the year, if you like it, yeah, <clears throat> milestones, yeah, and working towards them. So obviously, like you say, my my focus up until the half marathon was um, running and mm. not necessarily weight loss. And I didn't take that into account. I didn't think that, because like I said, I've never prepped for anything like this. So I'm obviously just learning on the job. I didn't take any of that into account. I think once the half marathon finishes on the 17th of March, um, I can dial into the weight loss up until the end of May and just crack on. I like as it as if like, you know, just keep the momentum going. Mm-hmm. And I think like I said, it's just just to set just some simple goals, you know. Um at the end you can set set goals monthly if that works better for you. The three the, the quarterly things work better for me because it's mm-hmm. not necessarily piling on loads and loads of pressure for you to get it done as soon as possible. But it gives you a nice period of time in between to sort of dial in, stay consistent at it yeah. and keep the momentum going. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, 100%. I think even like with, okay, so reason why like the photo shoot that we're going to be doing is going to be in August with the lads. Reason why I've picked August gives us so much time. For me, it's, you know, for example, I want to get down to, so for my photo shoot, I think I got to 175. I want to get to... 169 i want to break 170 i do think i I do think that was possible for me i'd never been at that weight before so i didn't actually know it was possible and we set a goal of 175 and i hit it and i was like hmm you know i was thinking to myself at the photo i was like i reckon i could probably go a bit more here um but because i had that goal in mind of that particular weight i was like fine i'll hit that but when it then came to uh, when it came to setting up this one i was like okay so if i'm at 193 right now I've got realistically what twenty four pounds to lose. It's it's like up until August, it's a hell of a lot of weeks in regards to if I even just lost a pound a week, I'd be there. 
you know, I'd, if I lost like a pound and a half or a couple of weeks, two pounds, then I'd be at that goal. So it's not nothing it would have to be major. I wouldn't have to drop calories a major amount. I wouldn't have to let it affect my runs so much. And that's the reason why I, I've then done it where I'm like, okay, if I get dialed in week on week, just take it nice and easy, take the calories so high, just make sure I'm just boxing it off every single day. And I just slowly come, come down then. And that's yeah. my goal straight after my half marathon is then, okay, I, I'm going to have a week and then it's just um, a week of just basically just repairing and then just go, then just go straight for that photo shoot. And then yeah. at that time as well, reason why I've given it so long is that I can then still also train towards my marathon because I can still have enough fuel to be able to do that. Yeah, you're up. You're you're you've done this for years, so you you know exactly what difficulties are coming. Whereas the lads who are going to do the photo shoots, it gives them a bit of periods of time to reflect on oh, where 100%. things can improve. Um, yeah, you know things that have sort of impacted their progress negatively. But I was going to ask you before before you carried on, yeah. what would your um, what would your calories, your daily activity, your weekly activity look like for you to break that? barrier and get to 169 where you've never been before okay so it, this would this will change over time 100 i think right now calories for me to shift weight i'd say i'd probably be on about 2400 um and i reckon that would probably be up until so 2400 and that's on me still hitting 10,000 steps a day and that's me still doing my runs and training. Um, at the minute, I'm training in the gym three times a week because it's coming up closer to the half, but that'll probably be going up to four or five. So I'd be on about 2,400 calories. Um, then I'd probably say that will last up until, so if I'm 193 right now, I'd probably say that would last maybe till 180. Um, then it would probably go down to probably about 2.2. Two. So that'd probably take me down to like maybe like the top 170 you know top 170s like 175 and then i think eventually towards the end to the photo shoot i'm gonna have to drop to like probably 17 1800 calories um and at that stage as well i'm gonna be doing much between 12 and 15 thousand steps a day um, also known as the trenches yeah the trenches the bit the big <laughs> time we call that but i you know i i say that was one of the best things i've ever done you know it was so hard it was so hard it was the you know the half marathon that I ran to town and back was easy in comparison to I was going into the gym and I just felt like my body weren't even there. <laughs> I was just, but it, it was people think, Oh, that's extreme. That's extreme. I was like, you know what? It was so good. Cause it's, it taught me that I'm so capable of so much. The fact that I was going into the gym and that I was after the session, jumping on a bike and doing like 60 minutes on the bike, something that I would never have thought I would be able to do and have them have the sort of, mental fortitude to do it after you know after the whole the gym sessions were awful as well i felt weak tired and to then go on the bike for 60 minutes i was walking out that gym thinking to myself i'm so surprised i've done that and i was doing that like every week i done that for i think i was on i think that was like for five weeks where i was like on the really lowest and the fact that i was doing it and afterwards i said to my coach i was like you know what i was like i'm i'm so proud of myself that i battled through that and i think if you can show yourself to do that Oh, mate, my mind was like, I was like, okay, I can do that half marathon. I can do a full marathon because I've unlocked something that previously I've probably never done before. Yeah, yeah. Because previously on my journey, don't be wrong, I, I, I'd already lost a hell of a lot of weight. But during that time, I wouldn't say there was a time where I was like, you know, 
I was tested to a hundred percent. I don't think there was ever that time. I think you can get you can get an amazing shape without having to be tested a hundred percent. You know, over the time over the time, I was just going. I enjoyed lifting weights. I was eating well. I was just making sure I was doing steps. I was just enjoying it, and I was just losing weight as that as the as in process. But I'd never gone to that. You know, said the trenches, the next level bit, um, and that was amazing to kind of feel. Um, but no, lad. So with with you, so you've obviously you've been trying to lose weight for a good while now. And I know last year you tried to get help around this. Um, and obviously, you, I know you wouldn't mind saying it, it didn't work, right? It didn't get you to where you needed to be. What you done last year, you know, when you went out, you looked for help. Well, firstly, obviously, we're not going to mention any names at all. But firstly, what do you, how did you firstly pick the person that you were going to have to coach you? Because I think a lot of lads, right? So the reason why I mentioned this, a lot of lads will be looking, a lot of lads have the thought of, I need a coach or I need a trainer. And a lot of the times they go for the person that maybe they know, or maybe the person that they're, you know, um, they know through a mate. But when they're actually looking for someone that's going to get them to where they need to be, I think they need to look a level deeper in regards to stuff like that. So what, what do you, firstly, what did you do to, you know, or how did you find this particular person? I think where I've tended to go wrong is I have looked at transformation pictures and thought, wow, yeah, mm. that, that, that is, that is it. If, if you, if you want to get absolutely in shape, you need to get, go with the person who has the most transformations um you know i've i've have i've sort of dabbled in that sort of world and that sort of come back to to bite me because obviously I, when i've spoken to you um time and time again and being and sort of felt like with with um being in my shoes it's so hard the 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 market's so competitive in terms of pts as you probably fully yeah. well know um it's just, it's like, it's just so hard to pick one really. Um, and you get sometimes me, hands up, I admit, I get lost in looking at transformation pictures and seeing what, they're just thinking, wow, that is amazing. Um, what is the secret? You know, yeah. how, how, how does this look so achievable? Um, and sometimes you just, you just find that things just don't work out and that's, that's absolutely fine. It's going to happen. Um, the thing that I've sort of, the thing that I find I need more help with, like, like you say, is sort of the coaching side of things. So you know when things go wrong, having people to sort of um reflect with and sort of see if they've had the same issues, how they've come over them issues, rather than be left to my own devices to sort of figure it out myself. Um, obviously. Like I said, it's like I said earlier, it took a lot of time to sort of try and detach myself from what the scales are saying and take that as gospel. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you need to sort of look at the bigger picture and also to sort of detach myself from thinking that running a, running a week at 50% isn't okay. You know, stop thinking that because it absolutely is. Um, when I first got involved, with, which sort of is funny because of what you were saying before, to get to 169, when I first started training with a trainer, I was around, I didn't weigh in at that point, never used to weigh in, but I, I, I weighed in once and I was at around 22 stone, 21, 22 stone. And they had me on 1800 calories, 
hit training 45 minutes, like killing me with burpees, um, killing me with ski, um, 45 minutes nonstop three times a week. And I used to come home thinking, wow, that is just like worse than jail time. And I did that consistently for about, um, for about, I'd say about five to six months. Um, so did you know when you came home after them hit workouts? Is something I, I I used to mention a lot. What was then ha- happening? Were you? Do you think you ha- then were making negative decisions in regards to food after you come home feeling absolutely knackered? You know what? Not really at the start. Mm. Um, but when the wheels came off, the wheels came off. The wheels yeah. did eventually come off. Um, because I got to a point where I lost, I did shift a lot of weight doing it. Of mm. as you could imagine, eating so little calories. Yeah. Um. At that time, I was associating the intense training with my weight loss, which looking back now is complete, probably the wrong wrong thing to do. It was improving my cardiovascular fitness greatly. Um. But what once once the scales were coming down, coming down, coming down, I probably plateaued at one point where. The 1800 calories just stopped working. So, if I wanted mm. to sort of progress because I'd lost so much weight, I would have had to drop down again, which would have been probably impossible for me. You know, yeah. I was a big lad coming from 22, 22 stone. I was used to eating a lot of food at that point. Yeah. Um, eating what I was eating at that time, you know, I was probably eating. I, I, I used to work it out. So, I used to try and balance it at 500 calories for breakfast, 500 calories for lunch and about seven to 800 calories for me tea. And what that would usually include, it would be like, it would be so, so, so grim. It would be like microwave meals. Mm-hmm. And with me tea, it'd be a microwave meal with a bit of garlic bread on the side. It was so, it was, it was an awful diet. There was probably nowhere near as much protein as I should have been hitting. You know, it was, it was, it was crazy looking back at it. And I, I, I just think to myself that I hope that people aren't getting lost and aren't being sold this um this lifestyle in this day and age now i hope there's more information out there where people can sort of bypass that i i, I also think at the same time this sounds sometimes sounds awful i do think sometimes people have to put themselves through that to be able to realize what they actually need um because you know this used to really anger me right now i'm, I'm in a situation to where you know it, it's, it maybe doesn't, it doesn't anger me so much because i think I'm, i don't see it much anymore but Back, especially in the gyms I used to work, and I'd see it all the time. These classes, these things that people would pay money for and not get anything out of it. And it used to just—I wouldn't say make me angry. It used to like make me like my heart would drop because I'd think to myself, "You're you're paying all this money, you know, and you come with good intentions, and you're just not getting the right sort of help that you deserve." And that's what it used to make me angry back in the in, in the day in like my old gym. And you know, it was crazy. Like my clients would come in and say to me, "Why are they doing that?" What are they doing that for? And that's my client saying that, you know, um, you know, even, and and I hate talking, say bad or about other trainers and things, but I like my clients would even see like what form they're doing and the trainers would be on their phone, not even bothered, not even telling them what form, or they wouldn't even be tracking the weights that they're lifting and all stuff like that. And I'm just, and even my clients would be like, what, what a joke this is. And when my clients are saying that, you know, there's an, there, there's an issue. I think there's a big issue in the industry in regards to like the quality of service and actually what people do need. And I do think the thing that you've went through with the hit workouts with, the, with that amount of calories, which is a joke. If if I was to say someone at 22 stone, I'd probably say you'd be probably on about 2,700 calories to be losing weight. 
Um, so you've can't realistically you're, you're being whacked on a thousand less than what you probably should have been on, um, which is crazy when you think about it. And a thousand calories is a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, and, it's, it's it's a substantial meal and a half. Yeah. I think a thousand calories. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And you know, I think the, that for you, I think you've that you. So you obviously you've had two different things, haven't you? And I think there's a difference between as well and i think for lads listen to this realize there's a difference between a coach and a consultant um a consultant is someone who just tells you what to do so for example go and do uh, go and eat this amount go and train like this whatever and don't be wrong that's still part of my job i still consult in them regards i give you exactly what to do but the coaching side of it is that i think is lacking and i think it was lacking for me in my life and that's why i made sure to get it and then that's why I've now been able to learn and pass it on to my lads as well. Because there's when it's all good and well when someone maybe doesn't have much going on in their life, when you see a lot of transformation photos, they can be people. And they can be people who are who are even majorly overweight that have maybe gone through something like proper heavy in their life. Maybe, for example, it is like a breakup or something. And for that, to get them dialed in, it's so easy. You just go, mate, do this. And he's like, yes, sir. And his, his eyes just go black. And he's just on it. Yeah, li, 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 and I've had people like that in, in my program before. And don't be wrong, it's, it's lovely. It's so easy because they can just go after it. But after a certain amount of time, they need proper coaching. And I'd probably say that when you see transformation photos, most people that see transformation photos, a lot of the people on there, are, you know, will have got, will have kind of had maybe even like that, sort of dark energy to where they could they could have picked any coach they could have picked any trainer they could have literally got a proper plan off google and they could have just gone at it because no matter what was going to happen they were going to make that change and i think that's a big thing especially when you see things like you know um these quick hit programs and there's a lot in liverpool mention the names um or there's like um or there's coaches i actually had a call with a guy recently who, who actually hired this um coach who i know um personally from in the gym I used to work in and I know exactly what what he's like and he's got so many progress photos but is his intake is about 30 to 40 clients in one go for a certain like 12 week period and if he's getting four people that can get dialed in four people that can really sort of you know just go at it and get four results out of that I think he's happy yeah because yeah. then that's 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 four more results and yeah. the other the other people they will then also then think, well, how have I failed and all these people have succeeded, and yeah. it's it's such a dangerous place to be in. And I think that anyone can be a personal trainer as well. I want people to realize that you know you don't to actually be an online coach, you don't even need a qualification. You know, I, go on. I I think obviously the, with the coaching obviously you're you obviously are really skilled in the coaching side of things but I, I also think that you know it's just showing some interest in in your clients and and the lads 100%. who you've got on board it's just sort of understanding where they are how their week's going you know just sort of regularly checking in and it, it like you say it doesn't take a qualification to do that it just takes genuine genuine interest in wanting wanting the best for people who are on who are on board with you million percent and you you've got a um one thing my coach said to me which really stood out he's like you've got to meet people where they're at you've got you can't speak down to people and i think 
a lot of maybe coaches as well struggle with maybe the ego side of things where they can't just speak on a level on a level playing field you've got to find that sort of balance as a coach to be able to have that relationship to where your client can come to you with an issue but at the same time you can be like listen i need you to be doing this and they'll and they'll listen you need to find that sort of balance in in regards okay so first time round, you had you done classes you done all these hit workouts you were whacked on unbelievably low calories and it was a bloody nightmare second time round, you hired um someone that would class themselves as a coach i think um you said obviously you think you you wanted like that sort of how are you getting on how's this you know having proper conversations was that lacking yeah and, yeah and if, if you don't mind bringing this up how much were you spending on this particular coach say uh, even a ballpark figure. Yeah, I'd say between between 150 and 200 pounds a month. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and and you and you weren't getting that sort of. No, um... I felt I felt that um, I felt that. How how can I sort of put it? I sort of felt um, that when I needed to check in sometimes it weren't um, available, you know, and I don't, so don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. I'm not expecting someone to be there, like click of the yeah, fingers. Yeah. Um, but sort of within a reasonable time frame. Um, sometimes I felt that when the response did come, I waited some time for it. And then when I'd sort of, it weren't a conversation, it was sort of a message per day, sort mm. of thing like that. Mm. Um, and by the time I was sort of getting responses, I'd sort of either got over my speed bump or I'd just sort of parked and left it behind me. Um, I also found that sometimes some of the messages were a bit copied and pasted mm-hmm. from somebody else, mm-hmm. um, you know, just sort of to sort of like check in, not necessarily a, um, a, a tailored message per se, sort of... Yeah a general check-in, but it would clearly be copied and pasted, uh, mm. which so, which obviously is not a really a big deal, but you'd sort of, you know, it's just sort of, like I just said to you, it's, it's showing interest in, in the people on board. And sometimes I felt that that was a little bit lacking. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, 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 it's the relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, for example, I know, I know, I know that um, yesterday one of my clients went out to a show um, in Liverpool, you know, I I also know that one of my so for example, I want to get got my hair cut yesterday. I know one of my clients, um, one of my clients, his uncle is actually my hairdresser, my barber, who's been my barber by the way since I was at my heaviest weight, um, which was which was crazy. But it's it's having that back and forth where you can ha- you learn these things, you can talk about these things with clients, you know, um. We talk about footy, you know, especially uh, we've got a group chat with the lads in the group and then on a weekend, we're like, what are we saying for the match? You know, and mm. stuff like that. And I think it's key to be able to have that. I think it's what I was missing. I think, you know, and this journey can be unbelievably lonely, especially if you don't have people around you who are doing the same things as you. It's something that I, I was going to talk uh, a lot about next week on my content is how lonely this sort of journey can feel because all of a sudden you're, you're now losing weight. You, you Maybe your mates aren't doing the same. You know, maybe your partner's not doing the same. How, how where are you meant to find people to hang around with? It just feels like you're just going at it all alone. And yeah. it's fascinating the... that because I've I've been both both of my journeys and probably the journey now yeah. is very lonely. You know, all my friends are in shape. And if my friends aren't in shape, 
they've got no desire to be in shape. So exactly. it's yeah. So so it it is it's it is very lonely and it's a, it's an yeah. interesting topic. There's no one on that transition, mm. um, and I think when when you go through a journey like this, and I've been through I've been through massive stages where I've been felt unbelievably lonely just doing it. You know, you know. To be honest, even on the photo shoot last year when I was just doing everything, everything was on my own. You know, I was going to the gym on my own. I was doing cardio on my own. I was going for runs on my own. I was making food on my own. I was eating food on my own. It felt just like nonstop and it can be really, really difficult. And it's being able to find yourself that sort of tribe where, and that's what I give to my lads now is that sort of place where, you know, if they want to celebrate a picture of them in the gym, they'll put it in a group and the lads are like, fucking get in. Do you know what I mean? Or, you know, yesterday, one of the lads put a needle on 26,000 steps and the lads are like getting after it and all of them just going out, just messaging in the group. Or, you know, um, I put a I put a voice note in the other day talking about like, um, don't make the excuse that you can't not make time or whatever. And they were all just back and forth about it, you know? And then even I was saying like, I put it in afterwards, you know, that guy who goes, I don't do if, buts, or maybes. I put, a little, <laughs> I, put, I put a little gif of that. I was like, that's what I sounded like when I said when I was saying all that on my voice notes. But so it's key, and I think that was lacking for you. And if I'm being brutally honest, for you to be spending that amount of money and not receive that is an absolute joke. And I, I think that's why, that's why I mentioned the difference between the consultant and the coach, because especially as big lads, there's a level of emotion that we have to go through on this journey. And if there's someone like, for example, if there's someone maybe in my situation right now where I could maybe go to that particular person that you went to and then just go get a result. Because yeah. That's because I, I've done so much deep inner work over the years of me be, going through this journey that yeah. I don't have to deal with that. 100%. As I wouldn't say there's won't been one big lad on my program that hasn't had to go through that change with me and we have to have that proper conversation and learn. And it's only after the first three months, I'd say, that people become coachable. Um, yeah. the first three months anyone can dial in anyone can get in shape anyone can start getting in shape for three months but after that stage that's where you get coached yeah um, yeah I think it just it just puts a lot of emphasis on the importance of really spending the time before committing to one trainer you really really need to dial in but I suppose it's 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 difficult in a way because um it's not necessarily as, as if you could go and approach their clients and get honest feedback. Like, you know, like we're, we're just sitting here chatting now about like the, the difficulties that I've had. I like that them, them, um, I wouldn't have known that at the time when I was looking around, the only source of accounts I would get would be the first accounts from yeah. whoever the yeah. trainer is, who's going to sell it to me as if it's all sunshine and roses. Um, but you know, even if you don't, even if you don't pick the right person, it's also important to sort of realize that, okay, this hasn't worked for me. Doesn't necessarily mean that I can't do this. It just means that I've took a step in the wrong direction. I recognise where I've gone wrong, and you you don't make that mistake again. You know, and you just got it takes time, and you've got to find the right way to do it. And you, some people are lucky and find it straight away. Yeah, exactly. You, some you people have. are lucky and do not make mistakes and get straight into it and finish it quickly. Some people, like myself, have made mistakes and. Uh, is aware of the mistakes and won't make them again, you know? And I think that's just so important to reflect on things like that. It's not, anyone can lose weight. I know I've always been the big lads out of all my friends and I've lost weight and, you know, I've sort of, I've been at that mindset where I thought, I can't do this. This is just too much for me. But 
once you like you said once you change your minds it could be anything the half marathon once you change your minds and you dial into it you can do anything and the important the importance of that mindset i've probably banged that drum since you've been chatting the mindset is so important so important my my mindset is the thing that's going to get you there and keep you there um if you once you feel I, I said, you know, once I started, I so I even had a mental performance coach at one point for nearly a year. Once I got I got to a stage of just doing like deep inner work on me and learning about me and learning how to just feel like be I was being fully like authentic and being myself. It brought me down to a level where I'd say you just feel calm. So then if someone was to ever say to me, go, you know, I want you to go achieve this. It feels like I can just go that way and I can just do it. Whereas previously, I'd feel like there were so many little barriers in the way, you know, oh, what about this? What about this? My emotions, dealing with this, dealing with that. Whereas now, because I've gone through all that work and I said, I even helped my lads through it, is that I can turn around and be like, listen, you know, um, we need to do this deep inner work. We need to actually have a chat about who it is you want to be, the identity. We need to build this. We need to build this. And then therefore, you can then go on and actually just achieve incredible things um, with with that ease, with that calmness. And I think what you mentioned there as well, people don't know, right? So People will just look, as you said, on base value is the uh, transformation photo or whatever. And But you don't know until you go through that stage that it's something that it wasn't for you. Um, a, a guy just joined our program um, this week who signed up for a other program. And within the first two weeks, he knew it wasn't for him. Um, and... It was, it's quite crazy as well because me and this guy had actually had a chat before he signed up for that program. And I actually sent him a message saying, listen, this is not for you to say to come to me, but what I want to do is make sure you find the right person. So I actually gave him a list of questions to actually think about and look at in regards to picking the right person. And he still went and picked this person and then realized it was the wrong option and ended up coming to me. And the issue, the only thing that he really missed out on was he this time wasted time and also wasted money on that and um, when he could have just got started quicker but th- at the same time you got to learn through your mistakes 100 percent. and to recognize that mistake so early on is is really it's impressive pain. in itself oh. yeah it's really impressive in itself oh. i would have if that was me i would i would have never have done that i would have thought let's just stick it out and let's just crack on and probably to my to my fault, six months would pass and no progress would be made. So honestly, kudos to him for yeah. really being alive to that and doing that show early on. It's really good as well. And this guy, I'm excited to help him because he's already made good progress on his journey so far by himself. That I know he's just going to reach that next level. He's going to help him reach that pinnacle. But um, no, yeah, I think as well in regards to. Um, so, for example, like the coaching or things like that, I think you've got to make the mistakes. For me, you know, I have had two personal trainers in my time, ta- two personal trainers. Now I'm with my coach. My two personal pra- trainers were mistakes. They obviously still help, help me on my journey, but both of them weren't training me the way that I should have been training, or they both of them weren't giving me the help or advice I needed. Once again, I was paying a hell of a lot of money to both of them, and I was really getting a message off either of them chatting to me. Um, I remember, and I remember actually, I, I can go back on Facebook and I can find my first personal trainer, right? And I'd, it was a hair and I'd message her because I wanted that. I wanted that connection. I wanted someone to be like, oh, how are you getting on? Or I remember I was in Dubai when on a family holiday and I was going in the gym training. I was sending the pictures. I was like, oh, look, but I wasn't getting nothing back. I wasn't getting, oh, well done. Or I wasn't getting a, oh, you're smashing it. What's the gym like? Do you know what I mean? Mm, Whereas yeah. 
I'm interested when someone, like, for example, one of the lads, Shane, he went to the hotel gym. I was like, show me the pictures of the hotel gym. He's like, I said, I love hotel gyms. And then it, it just, it's it, it's just, you know, it, you should want to have that with yeah. your clients. It's not, yeah. it's it shouldn't feel like um, a job. It, it should just feel like you just, you know, or especially for me, it's more like, I get fulfilled off talking about these things, enjoying these things, having good back and forth and yeah. whatnot. He's gone out his way to do that where he's going to spend time elsewhere. And the fact that he's making time for that and is receiving the acknowledgement for that goes a long way. Goes a long way. And if 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 you if like you say you don't receive the acknowledgements, you just feel like, well, what a waste of time that was. No one even cares. I may as well have yeah. not come. hundred percent. And I, I think yeah, and the thing is as well that we actually over the over the time he was actually excited to do it, which is crazy. You know how many people would go on a little trip away and go and go to the gym. He was he was buzzing. He was like, I can't wait to go use the gym and try the gym and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I think um, we'll end it up here. Is there any last point that you want to bring up bring up at all? I think this podcast is really interesting. Now, to be honest, I think we could we could probably talk for about four hours. Yeah, uh, yeah, we oh, yeah. we could. I just I just think the the key points that I sort of want to sort of raise to anybody who's starting out on their journey is to just accept not every week's going to be perfect. Accept the mistakes that you make along the way, and consistency is key. And go for the long journey. Set yourself medium term goals. Like I said, I'm no expert by any means, um, but these are what's worked for me, and I've made a few years of mistakes and have learned from them and that they are my takeaways from my journey so far. So that's just sort of all I wants to drum down. Make sure your mind is in the right place as well. Um, but I don't think I need to bang that drum anymore. No, yeah, 100%. I think end of the day is that, number one, always play the long game. Number two, understand that mistakes, are... if you don't make mistakes, you're never going to be different. You're never going to achieve the things that you want to. But I've, I've made millions of mistakes, but I enjoy it when I make mistakes because I can learn from it. You know, yeah. when, whether this be so, whether this be in fitness wise, whether this be in um, your actual life and relationship wise, mistakes are key because otherwise you'll never learn. You never become that better version of yourself. I would not be the person I am today if I didn't go through all them hardships, all them difficulties. As I said, whether it be mistakes in regards to my gambling addiction, I wouldn't be able to have you know showed myself that I can get through something like that. Yeah, in I regard- think. Everybody's journey is just so different, isn't it? And that's yeah. sort of what you have to understand. Like, look at your journey, all the issues that you've encountered. I've never had to encounter them issues. And, you know, our goal will have, well, yours will have been the same as what mine is now. And just understanding that everybody's journey is so bespoke. Yeah, 100%. Right, brother, that was amazing. Joe, thanks for having me on. No issue, you'll be back on soon enough, I, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> thanks very much.